Welcome back to another beautiful Tuesday afternoon. And you guessed it, you're at the Rainy Day Horror Show with the best horror podcast host in the world. Me, Dusty McBalls, okay? I am the certified cougar hunter, and I am the man with the biggest testicles alive, alright? You know this. I mean, some of you have seen them, but, I mean, you know this, okay? Now, I hope your week is going good. Mine's going great, alright? Work's going fine. I'm just, you know, I'm just vibing out. God, I hate that word, but... I'm just vibing out, you know what I mean? Today, you know, it's probably, it could, it's your favorite episode. It might be your favorite episode, because, you know, it's Reddit Horror Stories. And I got a good one, alright? This is a good, good story. It's about a town's descent into prophecy. Ooh, spooky, right? It's going to be fun, alright? So... Thank you for tuning in, alright? I hope you guys are doing good. I'm doing great, alright? Yes, Reddit Horror Stories, okay? This story comes from the subreddit called Scary Stories with the user being Time Warp Terrors, okay? Before we jump into it, you know, relax, okay? You're working. You know, you're just chilling out, alright? No adventure crocs today, okay? Just sit back, relax. Let's escape the workday, you know, briefly, you know, have a little fun for a second, okay, and then let's get back to work, and then let's just make it till sun, not Sunday, let's make it till Thursday, okay? Now this story is called, The Coded Catastrophe of Hemlock, A Town's Descent into Prophecy. Are you ready? Are you ready to see this town go down in shambles? I am. Now, without further ado, let's get into this scary Reddit horror story. The small town of Hemlock, a dot, nestled in an undisturbed corner of the country, had always thrived on its predictability. Everyone knew everyone, and life unfolded at a leisurely pace Side note, this is not a part of the story. I really hate living in a town where everybody knows everyone. That shit sucks, okay? It's awful. If you live in a town like that, you know exactly what I mean. It's awful, okay? Now back to the story. Our newspaper, the Hemlock Herald, was one of those quaint local publications. A weekly chronicle of small town events announcements, and the occasional mystery of a missing pet. It was one such Wednesday with the scent of rain lingering in the air and the evening setting in when I fetched my copy of the Herald from the mailbox. Page by page, I casually flipped through the Herald scanning the familiar announcements and amateur editorials. However, my placid ritual was abruptly disturbed as my gaze landed on a peculiar arrangement of symbols 
and numbers nestled unobtrusively at the bottom of page four. I like that word. That's a cool word. I'm going to start using that one. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to look it up. That's a cool word. I like saying that one. It was an intriguing anomaly in an otherwise predictable page of local news and ads. As a retired cryptographer, the sight of an encoded message in such an unlikely place was irresistibly fascinating. That evening, my living room was a whirlpool of discarded scribbles, cold coffee cups, and open reference books while I, in the eye of the storm, was consumed by the challenge. The code, after several relentless hours, finally succumbed to revealing a chilling message. Fire will cleanse the old mill at dawn. Disconcerted by the ominous prediction, I attribute it to a tasteless prank, possibly the handiwork of thrill-seeking local teens. Yet, the next morning, as the golden hue of dawn was just beginning to stain the sky, an earth-shaking roar and a plume of smoke announced the terrifying prophecies fulfillment. The old mill, an edifice that had long stood as a testament to Hemlock's bygone era, was engulfed in the seething conflagration. Whoa, don't know what that word means either. News of the fire spread like the very flames that had consumed the mill, sending ripples of panic through Hemlock's peaceful landscape and amidst the chaos I sat quietly in my home the chilling knowledge of the code and its prediction searing a hole through my tranquility the following Wednesday the herald carried another encrypted message the sense of innocent curiosity that had initially lured me to decode the first message was now replaced with the dread-infused urgency. The cryptic message once unraveled read, The river shall claim a life at midnight. I felt a cold dread creep into my veins. I immediately informed the local sheriff, hoping the disaster could be averted. Despite skepticism and veiled mockery, the authorities, out of cautious prudence, increased their patrol near the river. Yet, just as the clock chimed the twelfth hour, midnight, we received news that a car had plunged into the river, taking the life of its driver with it. I was now not only a reluctant decoder of these horrific predictions, but also a helpless spectator to our town's cascading misfortune. As the weeks passed, each edition of the Herald carried a new coded message, and with dread-filled inevitability, each 
prophecy would horrifyingly come to pass. Hemlock, once a peaceful sanctuary, was now living under the shadow of an unknown terror. I found myself doggedly attempting to decode the messages ahead of time, hoping to save my town from the next impending disaster. But the questions gnawed at me. Who was behind these encoded prophecies? What was their motive? Each catastrophe left an inelible mark on Hemlock, transforming our tranquil haven into a macabre stage for unfolding horror. Even as I continued to decode and preempt the disasters, I was always a step behind the puppeteer of our calamities. The quest to expose the identity of the perpetrator and their motive became my sole mission. Unbeknownst to me, the most horrifying prophecy was yet to be revealed. The worst was still to come for Hemlock, and I was about to descend deeper into this real-life nightmare. Week after week, I found myself immersed in a daunting ritual of decoding the cryptic messages that mysteriously appeared in the Hemlock Herald. Each unraveling brought forth another chilling prophecy, painting our peaceful town with strokes of dread and despair. I was caught in a macabre dance between the rush to crack these coded nightmares and the helplessness of witnessing their eerie fruition. The terror was taking its toll on Hemlock. The happy chirping of morning birds now replaced by hushed whispers of apprehension. I recall the fateful day that marked the turning point. Another Wednesday, another issue of the Herald, and there it was, the ominous message nestled amidst the trivial local news. Fingers trembling, heart pounding, I set out to decipher it. Hours passed like fleeting moments until finally the cryptic message yielded to my relentless pursuit. A child shall vanish beneath the light of the moon. The words sent a chilling shiver down my spine. A child? The stakes had suddenly soared to a horrifying level. I rushed to the sheriff's office, the decrypted message clasped tightly in my shaking hands. The sheriff, now conditioned to take my warning seriously, ordered a town-wide curfew and dispatched additional patrols, especially around the local parks and schools. Night fell upon Hemlock, and the anxiety was palpable. Was palpable. Palpable? I think that's how I say that. Families were huddled inside their homes. Children kept close, doors locked. The hours ticked by with agonizing slowness until finally the dread-laden moonlight graced 
the silent town. The night was hauntingly quiet, each tick of the clock echoing like a foreboding drumbeat. But as midnight approached, there was no news of any missing child. Had we finally averted the disaster? A sigh of relief escaped my lips as the town clock struck one. Just as I was about to retire, my phone rang, jarring the silence of the night. It was the sheriff. His voice, usually firm and authoritative, was now edged with raw panic. It's my son, he gasped. My boy, he, he's gone missing. My heart plummeted. The realization that we were not safe was a crushing blow. I had failed to protect the innocent. The burden of guilt weighed heavy on my shoulders. We launched a town-wide search, but the child was nowhere to be found. The sense of urgency was overwhelming. The fear of the unknown gnawing at our sanity. Days turned into weeks, and the sheriff's son remained missing. Hemlock was suffocating under the blanket of a horrifying nightmare. Each new prophecy in the herald only served to intensify the already oppressive dread. In a town where we once slept with the doors unlocked, fear was now an uninvited guest in every home. One day, in the throes of despair, I noticed something unusual in the encoded message, a pattern that I had overlooked. All the prophecies were somehow related to the old stories of Hemlock, tales of misfortune that had once befallen our town centuries ago. The old mill fire, the river claim, and now the child's disappearance, all echoed the tragic folklore. It was as if someone was bringing these forgotten tales to life. I rushed to the town library, poring over the dusty chronicles of Hemlock's history. After hours of sifting through ancient documents and fading newspaper clippings, I found it. A small article from 1823 reported the mysterious disappearance of a child who was eventually found in a hidden basement under the town hall. Could history be repeating itself? With the sheriff, we rushed to the old town hall. The building, once a hub of community activities, now stood silent and deserted. There, in the forgotten depths of the building, we found a concealed floor. Beyond it, trapped and terrified but safe, was the sheriff's son. As relief washed over us, I noticed something on the table in the corner of the room. It was a stack of the Hemlock Herald's copies, a notebook filled with symbols, and a photograph of the former town librarian, a recluse who had disappeared years ago. As chilling as the prophecies 
stared back at us. The orchestrator of our dread was one of our own, enacting his vengeance on the town that had forgotten him. Hemlock would never be the same again. We had been through an ordeal that had left us scared but stronger. The haunting codes stopped appearing in the Herald, but their echoes remained, a grim reminder of the nightmare we had lived. Even as the sun set on our traumatized town, I couldn't help but wonder, had the horror truly ended, or was it just the beginning? Dun dun dun! End story. Good story. Great story. Love that story. Creepy, spooky, and all things nice. That was good. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Right? You know, a little bit of a mix-up. Usually, there's a theme to my stories that I read out here. And usually, nine times out of ten, an animal dies. But not this time. So, it was good. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I love doing these short Reddit horror stories. Probably one of my favorite things. And I'm excited to, you know, start, um, what is it? Creepy Encounters on Saturday? Yes. Saturday, Creepy Encounters. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be excited about doing that one too. I already have a good story picked up for you guys. So it should be, you know, you guys should enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it at least. But yeah, that's all I really got for you guys today. Just the one story. You know, none too crazy, none too bizarre. But yeah, I hope your guys' work week is going good. Um, you know, mine's going fine. No, not doing too much, just hanging out, letting loose, you know, just slaving away in the workplace, you know. But it's better than what I was doing, you know, the whole metal shop place. Ugh. Thank God I got out of there. No disrespect to my friends that still work there because I know that they listen to this. No disrespect to you guys. Just wasn't for me, Chief. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said, you know, I didn't, you know, give a notice or say goodbye. I'm just, it wasn't for me, and I'm sorry. But I hope your guys' work week is going good so far. Um, This Thursday, we are doing A Haunted House, the new one that just released. All right? Not gonna lie, it wasn't that good. It wasn't great. It was just, eh. Mediocre at best, okay? So, I mean, th- we'll, we'll get into it. We'll, I'll tell you everything. We'll get into it eventually, okay? Um, then, yeah, Saturday we are doing our Creepy Encounters. So that's gonna be fun. You know, these are allegedly, quote-unquote, allegedly, or not... Not quote-unquote allegedly, but they're allegedly quote-unquote true. So, we'll get into that. And then this Sunday, I am stoked to do this one. We are doing the Denver Airport Conspiracy. This will be fun. It'll be interesting, but it'll be fun. Okay. Other than that, I really got, you know, too much for you this Friday I'm releasing an episode that I was on in a round table and I will, you know, post that on the social media at the Rainy Day Horror Show, okay? Other than that, yeah. 
Another one I think is coming out next week where I was on Let's Get Freaky. That was a fun episode. Really enjoyed that. And then next week I'm going on a few episodes, a few um, podcasts with some of my good friends. So you guys will see, you know, you guys will get those too. So as we're in that grind mode right now, okay? Trying to make it to the top. Me, you, we're going to be trillionaires. We're going to be the first fucking trillionaires, me and you. Yeah, we are. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. You're a hater if you laugh, but that's what's going to happen, okay? Um, But yeah, that's all I really got for you guys. Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing, or you will end up in one of my episodes. Stay safe, you beautiful fucking peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces. (laughs) Deuces.